0: So Ant-Man Quantumania officially released as the latest entry into phase four of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it was definitely the movie I've seen the most recently. It wasn't bad, it wasn't exceptional, but it definitely had moments in it that really exemplified the best of the series, and also some that were so bad that I thought I was watching a Mandela catalog video on YouTube. For this nerdy sermon, I want to take a quick look at just one moment from the movie. There's a lot we can learn from the stories within this movie, deceit, family, sacrifice, etc. But I wanna focus on, well, uh, focus. Because one thing that Scott Lang, played by the show-stealing Paul Rudd, learns from this adventure is the importance of knowing what you're working toward. Let's talk about it. Folks, welcome to Checkpoint Church, where nerds, geeks, and gamers come together to talk about faith, games, and Jonathan Majors being the antithesis of Chris Pratt, because I actually love seeing him in everything. It's a me. I am your nerd pastor, Nate, and if you like these weekly deep dives, be sure to sub, hit that bell, and find out when our next one drops. Folks, for this video, we're going to be starting with our scripture. Uh, our scripture comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 10-17. through 17. As always, it's going to be from the NRSVUE. That's our preferred translation here at Checkpoint. It's what's going to be up on the screen. No liturgist for today, so I'll be presenting our scripture. Now I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you be in agreement and that there be no divisions among you, but you be knit together in the same mind and same purpose. For it has been made clear to me by Chloe's people that there are quarrels among you, my brothers and sisters. What I mean is that each of you says, I belong to Paul or I belong to Apollos or I belong to Cephas or I belong to Christ. Has Christ been divided? Was Paul crucified for you or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you, except Crispus and Gaius, so that no one can say that you were baptized in my name. I did baptize also the household of Stephanus. Beyond that, I do not know whether I baptized anyone else. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to proclaim the gospel, and not with eloquent wisdom, so that the cross of Christ might be emptied of its power." So the story of Ant-Man isn't too much to wrap our minds around, really. He's a superhero and an Avenger that gets big and or small thanks to his mentor and father-in-law and original Ant-Man, Hank Pym's invention, the Pym Particle. As the title of this movie alludes to, this third entry into the Ant-Man franchise will take Scott into the quantum realm, which is a theory of a molecular universe or series of universes inside of our own. With that, we're gonna enter into spoiler territory. So be aware that I will be spoiling up to the first major plot point in the movie. There really isn't anything to, groundbreaking, but I guess that is even sort of a spoiler. So oops. The movie opens with Scott's mother-in-law, Janet Van Dyne, who was trapped in the quantum realm for 30 years after an experiment gone awry. Janet meets our main antagonist of the film and arguably of phase four, Kang the Conqueror. Have I killed you before? Of course, she doesn't know his villainous background. She just thinks he's another stranded bypasser like herself. So she begins to use her big five head sciency brain to do big brain stuff and helps him to rebuild his ship in order to help him escape the quantum realm. However, oops, just when he's about to fly them out of there, she touches the finished ship and Deus Ex mind reads his past, you know, like ships do. She then stops his plan and thwarts their work by using some pim Particles to explode the engine of his ship to a quantum realm below the quantum realm they're currently in. Unable to do anything else, Kang does what he do and begins to conquer the quantum realm, while Janet is saved by the Pim Squad in another movie. This is fine, of course, until the events of this movie happen and send the whole fam down into the quantum realm, meaning that Kang now has another chance of getting the heck out of Dodge. All of this, leads to our first major turn into this far too long movie. Whenever Kang has captured Scott and his daughter, Cassie. Where are we? Kang uses Cassie as the bait to get Scott to get small and shrink down and grab the engine that Janet shrunk years prior. Scott is coerced and does so entering into the sub quantum quantum and discovers that things get a little multiverse of madness down there. Truly another of my favorite Marvel movies. Millions of possible Scott futures appear and die around him, all unkempt and uncontrolled in their pursuit of the engine that keeps destroying the time clones. Things begin to move forward and tensions rise until there is finally a realization and everything clicks. All of the Scott clones realize in one cohesive moment the why behind what they're doing and they think of Cassie, their beloved daughter. Suddenly, the ocean of Scott begin to work together to push the original Scott Lang toward the engine, allowing him to finally reach the engine without dying. Now, he may have also gotten help along the way from the better and yet underserved character of the Wasp played by a childhood crush of mine from my lost days, Evangeline Lilly, which by the way, Scott Lang is more Sawyer than Jack, so it's clear who Kate would have chosen in the end. Don't at me. Anyway, back to another poorly written third entry into a franchise. This moment is pivotal in understanding something important about ourselves. Often it does happen in a parenting scenario like this, but there's something magical that happens whenever one unifies their focus on a single goal and truly hones in. With that, let's look at our scripture for today. Now, this is a letter to the early church in Corinth from Paul, who was the one that planted those churches originally. The people of Corinth are having a rough time. It's always easier to have a person to root the cause to. We're always looking for a figurehead to keep our focus on. Even here at Checkpoint, that was a temptation we wanted to intentionally avoid. Checkpoint Church should and must exist outside of the leadership of Nerd Pastor Nate. I may be the current pastor and leader, but I'm not some parasocial relationship to be had through this church structure. Even still, it's tough to not make the attribution. I'm sure there are some of you watching that think this YouTube channel is my channel or some on our Twitch stream who call me check as a cute shortening of checkpoint. We're naturally driven to attribution of a leader to a cause. Jesus makes that difficult because Jesus is so metaphysical and transcendent. For some, grasping a universal Christ is easy and unproblematic, but for others... It's just easier to latch on to a physical, spiritual leader or mystic. This is the crisis running throughout the people of Corinth. Paul, as the planter, is the focus for many of the followers of the church. Now, this isn't that big of a deal until it is. Our translation doesn't do us any favors here, but whenever the translator says, I belong to Paul, I belong to Apollos, what the original Hebrew actually says is, I me, which is a word used consistently throughout the Bible as I am. This is separate from whenever God says, I am, like in God's conversation with Moses, but this is important nonetheless. Whenever someone says ego, I am Ipalos, that is a personal subservience. I am of Paul. It's an embodiment, a view that we forge of ourselves, an image that we put upon our very being. To Paul, this is atrocious behavior because we're not to be of Paul, or of Apollos, or of Cephas, or of Nerd Pastor Nate, or of Stephen Furtick, or of Craig Rochelle or of Billy Graham, or of fill in the blank. We are called to be of one name alone, of Christ. And then Paul asks the pivotal question, Has Christ been divided? For the past month, I've heard ad nauseum about the Asbury revival. Maybe you have in your circles as well. Tens of thousands of people from around the country came to attend what many of the participants are calling a revival. I've had people question its legitimacy, and I've even done that myself. I've had people declare it the only real source of Christian conversion, like some Mecca. However, all I can think about is this. Has Christ been divided? Can we only receive the spirit at the Asbury revival? How absurd. But can the Holy Spirit not be doing something at the Asbury Revival? How absurd. We are so wont to limit the power and reach of God to our own comprehension. And it's understandable because we all have our own comprehension of what God is capable of because we're viewing the Godhead through the lens of our own understanding. That's normal and natural. But just because you're able to limit God doesn't make God limitable. The Holy Spirit is bigger than Paul and Apollos, and Cephas, and Checkpoint Church, and Elevation Church, and Wilmore at Asbury. This revival feels huge and life-changing, and for many, it likely is. But understand that this is but a blip on the timeline of the magnitude of God's transformative reign. It is a blink in the mind's eye of Christ's magnificent plan. Does that mean we shouldn't celebrate it? Celebrate it, sure, but don't worship it. Don't say, ego, I me, Asbury. I am of Asbury, in the same way, let's not fall temptation to the opposite and assume that everyone that has been impacted by the survival is disingenuous or incapable of being reached by the Holy Spirit. As Paul reflects upon at the end of our passage today, let's just be thankful that none of this is up to us. It doesn't really matter what we think or do because we aren't the life changers. We aren't, and this one might get me in some trouble, we aren't the soul savers. We are following the one who saves souls. And if we truly want to make a shift on the religious landscape as this revival is hoping to do, then we should start with that question. Has Christ been divided? Just as we see in Ant-Man, Scott, when divided, is like a chicken with its head cut off. There's no progress or hope for achieving the goals set before him. It isn't until the unified version of the why behind the what, that anything actually happens. True revival isn't in spiritual conversion. It's in missional cohesion. And we are, unfortunately, a far cry from that. This is my prayer from this series of events. But what does any of this actually mean for you today? I would encourage asking yourself the question I have asked throughout this video. Has Christ been divided? What are you doing to unite the cause and create some form of missional cohesion amongst the masses? Find a way that you can take small steps towards bringing the church towards a vision of Christ. It might start with you. If you're a believer, who are you rooted in Paul? Apollos, Cephas, or Christ? Do what you must to reset that focus on Christ. In the United Methodist Church, I'm proud that we have a mission statement right at the beginning of our book of discipline that we can all hopefully agree on to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. That's a focus on Christ first and foremost. But maybe you're not a Christian. If that's the case, use this video to reflect on those you know in the church. Odds are, we likely look like a circus of monkeys without a leader. Understand? that we understand that we've known it about ourselves since the book was written call us out on that hold us accountable if it feels like we aren't actually following jesus but instead just some talking head regardless of where you might fall in this common temptation know that we're hoping for a better way forward at checkpoint church and i believe that the internet is one way of doing that our discord is a space shared by many who likely don't agree with one another on everything but most of us have a love for Jesus that keeps us focused on the same goal. We're working on it. And you're always welcome to join us in that cause towards some kind of missional cohesion. With that, whether you're a big old boy, a small one, or just actually Michelle Pfeiffer, know that you're always welcome at Checkpoint Church, especially Michelle Pfeiffer. I would love to know more about Batman. (sighs) (sighs) Meow. Folks, thank you so much for watching this video. I so appreciate you taking time out of your busy weeks to join us on these Nerdy Deep Dives each week. If you want more of what Checkpoint Church has to offer, we are streaming every single week on Twitch. Our current schedule is like Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. So I'd love to have you check us out on any of those days. If you want more than that, we are 24 seven, always on our Discord. We're hanging out, having lunches on Wednesdays now. We're just having a great time over there asking questions of the day, prayer requests for each other, all sorts of great stuff. I'll link both of those down below if you're interested in joining and learning more. And by the way, if you watched this far in the video, odds are you kind of liked this one. If you would do me a favor and let me know that this is one that you really liked by clicking that like button, subscribing if you haven't already, turning on that bell, all the good stuff, but definitely like this with a thumbs up to let me know, hey, this Ant-Man one, that's one that, that worked. And if you're looking for other nerdy sermons to watch after this one, because you just got to get more to fill up the rest of the hour, might I recommend blue lock? That was another nerdy sermon that we did recently on an anime all about unified vision and keeping our focus on Christ. Very similar message to this one. You could also watch Thor love and thunder. Another example of a Marvel movie kind of getting it wrong with some of the biblical themes, but an interesting thing nonetheless to consider, or you could even watch Miss Marvel, which obviously is another Marvel one, but more about getting it right. So there's three options for you. If you're wanting more Marvel in your life, you got two options there. And if you just want some good old anime, that's there too. By the way, one question for you. If you had to choose, would you rather Embiggen or get Leel? Would you prefer to be a real, real big Ant-Man or a real, real small Ant-Man? I personally, I'm pretty tall already and I know kind of the perks that come with being tall. I'd like to be real tiny, except I've also seen Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and man, bugs are scary. (laughs) Bugs are real scary, so I don't know. It's really tough. But what if you find like a new big thing? I don't know. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Get Little. I'm gonna go with Get Little. Get Little. The latest movie coming from Kevin Hart. With that, we're gonna end this video as we always do with our three things that we believe to be true about every single one of you out there. Number one, we believe that God loves you, like really, really loves you. Number two, we love you. We want community with you. That's what we're doing here. We're trying to unify our vision together. And then the number three, we believe that you, yes, you, no matter who you are, where you've been, believe in God, don't believe in God, go to church, don't go to church. None of that changes this belief that you matter. You are a person of sacred worth. The world is a better place. Why? Because you are in it. Folks, with that, until the next time that I see you, whether it be tomorrow over on our Twitch, whether it be right now on our Discord, or next week for another one of these nerdy deep dives, I look forward to seeing you then. Bye bye! Not a popcorn bucket big enough. The Mario Cinematic Universe. The MC Yahoo! <laughs> That's a good one! That's a good one! I like it a lot.